Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm Michelle Bowler. I'm an army wife of over eight years, a mom of four little girls, and a huge believer that being a supportive military or first responder loved one is way easier when you connect with the community. In addition to sharing some of my own insights and journey, I have set out to interview Waiting Warriors around the world so we can all learn together from their triumphs and their struggles. Together, we can do so much more than just survive. We can thrive. And that is what being a waiting warrior is all about. Hey, waiting warriors. Welcome to another week on the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. And this week, I'm so excited to share with you. I feel like I'm sharing, fangirling. Um, Katie Hubs, welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you. So, guys. Katie's like awesome and she's very smiley and like this big light. If you are on YouTube, you see how awesome her hair is. She has this beautiful curly hair, which I just feel like it's, I feel like it's kind of become, this is totally random, but just bear with me. It's kind of like been trendy, like, oh, embrace your curls, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, no, I for years have been like, honey, your hair is curly. It's beautiful. Please keep it curly. Like, Yes. You don't need straight hair everywhere. And I love, I love that you've been doing stuff like that. Anyways, that's just like my weird thing. I <laughs> love curly hair. Um, anyways, Katie works from home as a personal trainer. Her husband is in construction and national guard for 16 years. So you have been like around the block a few times. She has three kids. One one of them is a bonus daughter and then two daughters within this marriage. And I love how you call her a bonus daughter. Yes. <laughs> blended family too. And I just love that. Like, it's like, she's just my plus, like just yeah. a big plus in life. <laughs> so National Guard wife life. What has that been like for you? Because I know it's different. Like it's, it's different yes. than traditional. I mean, like, you know the what I mean I wonder actually what the percentage is of like people in the military but our national guard like it's way lower most are right. yeah most are like active duty so do you feel like do you feel like the stepchild or do you still <laughs> sometimes yes um especially like talking to maybe other active duty like active duty spouses um but they know that we've been through deployments as well and we still struggle all the time. Um, this year he's been gone a lot and he's still able to be on active orders, which he's away from our family a lot. I'd say the biggest difference is I don't have to move my home, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. I, we, we, I mean, it's not, I'm embracing the adventure of it, but we have to go, we have to move in July of in 2021, we're going to move in July and then again in December. Oh, wow. Schooling. So it's like, I've talked to a few National Guard wife just for um, the podcast, but then just other like work stuff. I'm like, oh, I want to stay in one <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but you kind of, so you kind of brushed over your deployment like, like that, which I think it kind of is like, I don't know why we do this to each other, but it's like the badge, not badge of honor, but like 
are you really a military spouse until mm-hmm. you, step, you know what I mean? Like, that's not how it should be, but I feel right. like that's how it is. Okay. But you, you didn't just do a deployment. You did two deployments. Mm-hmm. And didn't you have a baby in both of those? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you get like two big stars. <laughs> really, really big. <laughs> that's nuts. Yes, it was crazy. The second time when we found out he was leaving again, I was like, are you planning this? What is going on? How is this happening again? <laughs> how did, like, how did that work? Like, what was the timing? Because, like, pregnancy is nine months. So did you find out, like, three months and he had to leave just before the birth? Or what, what was that timing? So with our oldest, we found out about two weeks before he had to leave. So he came home. Uh, about two days before our oldest turned three months old. So he missed everything. Oh my gosh. Um, with our second, we found out, we found out probably in July and he didn't leave until January. And luckily for the second time around, he was able to take leave and come home. Okay. So that was nice, actually, because it was the first time he had ever seen any of his daughters be born. So it was like a really big deal to him. So it was awesome. Wow. That's crazy, though. Two weeks? Like, why? Where, well, I mean, don't like say where he went and what he did. But like, I get yeah. I get that they have to. You know what I mean? Like, right. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my gosh. When you think about what that actually means, it's like bizarre. It's just bizarre. Yeah, it was very, the first time around was a a lot more hectic because we weren't married yet and we barely knew each other. So I also wasn't like welcomed with open arms. I was just like the girlfriend. So I didn't get a special like basket or baby shower or anything. And nobody really knew about me Uh until I showed up with a baby when they came home and they're like, oh, you had a baby. Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Should have been on your roster, but you know, right? Okay, that's okay. Well, that's a good like note for everybody who's listening who is an FRG leader in a national guardian. It's like, hey, maybe you should know if they're like having a baby at home. Yes, definitely. Um, so I mean, like, that's just like a crazy story. And honestly, like, we have done so many separations, and Austin has missed like so much of the pregnancies for mm-hmm. number three like he was he was not there for a full pregnancy he missed almost all of almost all of emma's a chunk of mary's and a huge chunk of Anne's. but he's been there at every birth luckily he almost missed Anne's. but or who's my last kid june but <laughs> <laughs> so like he left two weeks later and you know when i say that people are like oh my goodness two weeks and four kids you know two weeks after a baby and you had four kids and you left he's like yeah but he was home like I just feel like everybody who gives birth just know I have a lot of respect and love for you like that's just next level sacrifice and if I had like the equivalent of a grown-up like gold star sticker yes right (laughs) like not like you win it's not a competition but you know what I mean So you have all that craziness. Has everything else just kind of been smooth sailing? Like what, what has been going on in your experience? Oh, definitely not. Of course, after the first time he came home, like we basically 
learned about each other over Skype while he was gone. We didn't know each other that well. It was very spur of the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when he came home, we, we didn't wait very long to get married either. So I feel like we dated after. Okay. Like, and while navigating a newborn in our house. (laughs) So that was a little crazy. And of course, yes, we've gone a lot of my friends, but obviously not a lot of people on social media know we went through a lot of struggles in our marriage. Um, we didn't own our first house until about four years ago. So we had always been living with other people. And as a married couple, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get your own time together. And then working opposite schedules also took a toll. So I think it really took both of us sitting down and being like, we need to figure something out to make Mm -hmm. this better. Mm -hmm. Because it it can't be just one person wanting to fight and work hard. It has to be both of you at the same time. Because there's been times where obviously he's worked harder and picked up my slack and I've worked harder and picked up his slack. But when we come together and work as a team, it's 10 times better than anything else. Yeah. So how, how, how did you navigate that? Like, how do you, how do you come back from lows and, and struggles? Was it, is it just like a one sitting down and deciding, okay, we're going to do this or what has that looked like for you? It, it definitely, it was, there was a big sit down where we were Mm -hmm. like, Hey, we need to figure this out. We need to fix things. Um, but it's every day. Um, I was really bad about not, sharing my feelings like I bottled things up for so long until they exploded all over the place (laughs) so I thought I had to learn that hey if I'm feeling something I need to say it even if I'm scared of what the reaction might be Mm -hmm. and that's been one of my biggest personal growths and his is listening to my feelings and not trying to fix everything right in that moment Uh because us women are not fixable in five minutes. <laughs> it takes some, it takes some tender love and care. <laughs> Katie, are we fixable at all? Like, no. really? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. You just got to love us and all our quirks. <laughs> yeah. Drew, Drew, <laughs> way too many <laughs> Yeah. No, that's funny. That's that that hasn't been like Austin's struggle, but that's my struggle too. Like it has taken so much for some reason to just like say, Hey, that bugs me. Like, yes. Instead of it happening 10 times. And then I'm like, okay, but like, why do you do that? That yes. is dumb. It's like, no, if you just say it the first time. Like it's not yes. as big of a deal. It's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to like, I don't know if it's like a be vulnerable or just like working with somebody else like Mm -hmm. would have thought that that was so hard yes I think that being vulnerable and I'm always like I can tell during drill weekends he's a little more tense and stressed and I'm like I don't want to bring up my feelings right now there's so much on the plate already (laughs) so and I can only imagine it imagine it's even more with active duty when they're like constantly on the field and Mm -hmm. always talking to their guys Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's also a yeah. big thing. I don't want to like throw an extra thing on the list of to dos. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, how do you balance that though? Because it's like, yes, they have their job and it's an, it's an, it's a really important job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's almost yes. what's like so frustrating is it's not like, oh, you don't work for Microsoft. And if you have a bad day at work, like the computer's broken, like no offense to anybody. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> it's like, no, you're going and working with guns and yes. feelings and dangerous thoughts. And it's like, how, how do you navigate it? Because I'm assuming it's not just always like, oh, I'll just wait the weekend because sometimes you can't do that. Right. Yeah. No, if it's like a really pressing matter and it's bugging me and it's making my anxiety all crazy, I'll bring it up um, when he's not emailing or texting or calling the guys. Maybe after we put the kids to bed and he's like, okay, I can relax and watch a movie. And I'm like, hey, can I talk to you about something really quick before you leave? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we try to balance. And of course there's struggles where, um, yeah, with work or we've got the kids and all that. So it's, it definitely is like push and pull and we got to balance with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, um, cause you said he's been gone a lot this year. I'm assuming mm-hmm. with everything like with COVID and rides and stuff, the national guard and reserve has been called in a lot, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. How many, like what? what was I going to say? How many, like how many ratios was it like twice as much, three times as much? How much has he been gone this year? Oh, it's definitely wit. Cause before it's just, Oh, drill every weekend and then annual training. Mm-hmm. And occasionally if he's getting promoted, he'll be sent away for a month or two months um, yeah. for school. Mm-hmm. Um, this year was a lot crazier. Um, he was on active orders before working about 300 miles away. So we only had him home on the weekends. Oh, wow. And then when those orders end, well, actually, even when he was on the orders, he was still being called away due Mm -hmm. to like COVID and riots and things. Um, Yeah. So then he came home and he actually used to work in law enforcement and he left that job after he came home when he got off orders and now he works for a family friend doing construction and he's a lot happier doing that job. <laughs> Isn't it nice when like they just find a job that they, it's like, yes, that brings you so much more peace. Yes, definitely. And it just changes things. So how have you guys like dealt with the distance? Because you have three kids at home. You have a marriage that you got to take care of. How do you do, how have you done that? Like long distance and with the yo-yo coming back and forth. Right. So the, when he was far away for like the, I think it was like a year and a half, he was on active orders. So he would come home every weekend and then have holidays. Um, And the girls knew dad was home on Fridays Mm -hmm. and they knew he had to leave Sunday to drive back. And it still was a struggle every Sunday when he left, there was always crying and I don't want to go to school tomorrow. I want dad to be home. Um, but just a lot of talks. I, it's mostly my oldest that's like that. She's seven and she's very emotional about everything. Like even movies, if somebody dies, she's crying the rest of the movie. <laughs> so like, I let her know we can call him whenever you want. Like, even if, if you want to send him emojis and a text message, that's like her thing. And he knows she's texting him. Yeah. They have their little you daddy dolls. That you're sending all those emojis. He doesn't no. know. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as she sends like a whole page of them, and he's like, "Hi, Lainey, how are you today?" 
<laughs> That's cute. So it's just, is it, how do you, how do you guys feel parent? Like it's that, that's definitely a struggle. And we still struggle with that to yeah. this day because I'm home with the kids all the time. So I know their tendencies, um, what discipline works for each kid. Cause they're both so very different. Yeah. Um, so it is a struggle when he comes home and he's not sure how to react in certain situations. Um, I usually take the reins with that, but then we will sit down and talk about it. And I'm like, hey, one of them you have to be more stern with. The other one um, you have to, like, be on her level and really emotional like she is <laughs> in order to get through with her. Um, but I think COVID has also made that such a struggle this year mm -hmm. because it's really played with our oldest emotions of leaving school and going back to school. And she just doesn't know what she wants to do. <laughs> Do any of us know what we want? No, this year has been crazy. <laughs> like, I just, my heart goes out to the little kids, especially the ones like at that age, like seven, that's where my daughter is too. Mm -hmm. They are just like so emotional. And yes. sometimes it drives me nuts because like, girlfriend, we don't have to be crying about yes. the rock <laughs> that we can't bring inside. Like, mm -hmm. you know, be crying about that but then when they're crying about like their dad having to be gone or school being like back and forth it's like oh I feel you because that's how I do <laughs> yes exactly I have to remember that they that she has bad days just like I do so sometimes when she's sassy with me I'm like uh excuse me but I understand because sometimes I'm sassy <laughs> like where where do they get that from no idea <laughs> Sometimes when they're like that, I'll always, especially like when Austin's gone, I text him like, your daughter, capital yes. S, your <laughs> daughter is doing this and this and this sassy, stubborn pants, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was when we were deployed, when we were deployed, when Austin was deployed last year, it was like, there were like six of those texts about <laughs> like each kid. Yeah. <laughs> honey, when he's finally awake because of like the time difference, he's like, honey, they just sound like, I wonder where they get it from. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not sassy and stubborn at all. <laughs> that is your children. Because you're children. So. You've been National Guard, though, for a really long time. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody kind of just coming in? Because there's, like, traditional military spouse advice or whatever, but National Guard and Army Reserves, like, or Navy Reserves, sorry, all, all branches, the Reserves and National Guard, like, are very different. Right. What is your, not, like, best advice, but, like, to somebody who's new and just figuring things out, what would you so say? So, with National Guard, the... The good thing is you are usually in your home state or city around family and friends. Mm -hmm. And my biggest advice would be don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be afraid to reach out to your friend and ask, hey, can you come over so I can take a shower in peace? <laughs> or reach out to your mom and say, hey, I just really want to go get my nails done. Like, I need five minutes. Um, I'm very lucky that my mom and sister only live an hour and a half away. So if I absolutely need to go to the doctor or I had surgery when my husband was deployed, I was able to have her come help me. 
-hmm. And I know that a lot, most active duty spouses do not have that luxury of family and at least close Mm -hmm. friends that they know they can really trust, like able to call to come over. So Mm -hmm. I would say to just hold on tight to those good friends and family that you have and don't, don't be afraid to ask for help because it's better than just having a total breakdown. Yeah. And that don't get upset when plans change, but that's for all military. (laughs) And I mean, that's been the whole vibe of this year. All the plans have changed. So I think everyone has to get used to it now. (laughs) Yeah. I think that like, if you haven't gotten it yet, which I don't know if there's any really way to like cut out that initial like reaction. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no. And like, I feel like we're learning to cope. It's like, I don't know what needs to happen to you if you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. It's been crazy. I actually saw a really funny, it was a meme. I love memes. I'm always on social media. And it was someone that was like, oh, I had to cancel this and this. And then it like goes to, I think it's like James Franco in a movie. Uh where it's like oh is this your first time but it was labeled military spouses (laughs) and I was like this is the most relatable thing I have ever seen yeah yeah we should be we as a community should be very very sympathetic and empathetic towards the civilians because Mm -hmm. you know it's like on one hand you can be like oh you should like welcome to my world but it's also like welcome to my world give let me give you a hug because i know this is really really hard right especially my friends like even my sister has had a baby during this whole pandemic oh. uh one of my best friends just had a baby this morning <laughs> and yeah. i'm like listen your husband will be there and i know it still feels lonely because he's the only one there but you're gonna make it i promise <laughs> it's not the worst thing that can happen yeah yeah so you said like hold on tight to your friends and family and don't be afraid to ask for help mm-hmm. did to kind of two full question did you ever have a hard time asking for help and kind of like speaking from my own experience when we were reserved, I was by family, but like, I felt bad always being the one who needed help. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you ever kind of deal with that? And how did you, and not like get over it, but just kind of handle that? What what was I honestly still feel guilty. Even when I ask my mom to watch the kids for a date night, I immediately have mom guilt. That's just how I feel all the time. Um, And I really, I felt like my friends and family, they checked in on me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they could tell when my mood changed on the phone. Like if I used to talk to my mom every day while my husband was gone and she'd be like, oh, you sound, it sounds like you're yelling a lot more today or you sound a little sad. Are you okay? Do you need me to come up for the weekend? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, since you offered, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. Come on up. Yeah. Um, I've slowly learned to ask for help more when my sister actually moved in when my husband was deployed the last time. And she was very good at teaching me how to say no to things because I was, I was a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So if they asked me to stay late at work, she's like, no, you're pregnant. Your husband's deployed. You get to come home. Tell them no. I'm like, okay. Like I felt so guilty. 
She's like, no, you need to stand up for yourself. I feel like my sister helped me a lot with that, especially like speaking up, like, I need you to do this for me, please, before I lose my mind. Can I wish like those people in our lives, we could just like have them as our angel, right? Half angel, half devil on the show. Yes. Can you just be with me? all the time so then I don't have to go home and say that this is happening and then call them back like you could just be with me in that right yes that would be awesome (laughs) important to have so I love that you were talking to your mom though because whether it's your neighbor your mom your sister your best friend who like whoever it is I think that's really important and it's something I don't do like if you're talking to somebody every but every day then they can not like regulate your emotions, but you can pick up on those cues. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick up on stuff that you aren't necessarily gonna pick up on. Right. So even even if it's not somebody who can come, you know, drive down and watch the kids, they can at least be like, honey, you need to go like go have a night out or Yes. <laughs> Will you please get a babysitter, please? That's I I like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only like silly woman who just doesn't talk to other people, but I just feel like sometimes it's so easy to feel like you have so much to do at home. Mm-hmm. That, like there isn't time to talk. I don't know. Right. It's, like one of the only weirdos who's like, <laughs> so if nothing else, this is good advice for me. Like <laughs> talking to somebody every day and being mm-hmm being able to be honest with them on where you're at. Right. That soundboard. I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) Talk to somebody. It's, but, but it's like, it's such a simple thing that actually doesn't take more work. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. You can stick an earphone in and talk to somebody on the phone. Yeah. Or put them on speaker and like have them attached or like in your pocket or something while your kids go crazy in the background. Play-Doh or what did my kids do? My kids decided to put potatoes and blueberries in a bowl mm-hmm. and then smash them up. Oh my. Yeah, that was <laughs> wonderful. That was, that was awesome. That's a good, good mess. Luckily, yes. they didn't get that on their clothes. But it's like, that's going to happen whether I talk to somebody or not. So I might that's as well. <laughs> yes. Might as well talk to somebody. Well, last question. Okay. What is your key to thriving that you want to share with fellow, your fellow waiting warriors? Um, I have noticed, especially within this last year, is finding something that I'm passionate about that's not just my family. Because I feel like mm-hmm. for the longest time, my whole identity was being a mom. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like branch out to friends or try to help other people. It was just me trying to survive in my own house with these little gremlins that I made. (laughs) And I feel like this year I focused a lot on um, breaking off friendships that were negative to me, um, that were like talking down to me or making me feel less than as a person. And then just finding something I was passionate about. Like I went back to school. I got very invested in my social medias and things like that. And I feel like now I have stuff to do besides doing the laundry and cleaning the floors. Like I have something else to do. 
like I'm sure like that's how this podcast is for you like you have something you can focus on and that's so amazing yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like I don't know because like it's funny when you think about when you were a kid or a teenager and just like all the things that you love to do and you still like I don't know maybe in my house, I still went home. I still did my chores. I still put away my laundry. I still washed my clothes. I ate Mm -hmm. a lot and I cooked a ton. Like, and not that that is like the same amount of responsibility as a mom, but just like how, how good I felt as a teenager, how much I loved life. When you think about why it's like, well, yeah, it's because I had structure and I had something that I had to do. Like I had to go to school. That wasn't super awesome. I had to do my chores, but I also had this whole list Mm -hmm. that I loved, that I chose and that I love to do every day or every week. And yes, that list is like shorter now. Right. (laughs) But yeah, for a long time, it didn't exist for me. Like it was literally the gremlins that I made. Yes. I made a lot and I made them fast, which I do not regret. I just wish I had navigated it differently. Do you want to mean? I think you can have as many kids as you want to have. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a healthy way to navigate it and a not healthy way to navigate it. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. And- I think once you find something you're passionate about, like really sticking with it, because I know it's so hard. So I guess like, blame your kids like I can't I'm busy I can't do my hobby when if you really really want to do it and you're focused on bettering yourself and growing and just really taking care of yourself you're like okay I have to fit this in my schedule in order to take care of me so I can take care of them yeah something I heard this week because I started um I got myself a life coach which has been nice yeah really not fun like I mean yeah kind of fun. But one of the things she said is like, what if you scheduled your self-care first? Like instead of, okay, we have this dental appointment and this and this and this and this, like what if the first thing you put on your calendar was a few things for you? Like you scheduled your workouts, you scheduled your walk, you scheduled your meetup with your friend, you scheduled your date night, and then you put everything else. Mm -hmm. And I did it and I was like, oh, some things fell off of the calendar. But it was things that actually, when you think about it, like weren't important instead of like me falling off the counter. Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like we do that all the time. Like at least like I've done it all the time for years. And so I just, I love that. Like I have something I'm passionate about and I don't have to feel guilty about it and I can put it on the calendar and like, that's okay. Yeah. playing with the neighbor maybe fell off the calendar this week yeah. and that's okay like it's all cool because you can do you and it's okay for you to like be yes good advice i love it well thank you for coming on the show if somebody wants to connect with you because okay i just i realized i like didn't say i've known katie for a long time katie's awesome like <laughs> You want Katie in your life, which is why I brought, <laughs> brought her on the show. Thank you. <laughs> mentioned her social media stuff. Um, but, like, I I like the content that you put out. I know, and 
I think why I like it is because you're very much so like, this is me and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, what's the word? Like, deal with it. <laughs> not, deal yeah. with, not deal with it, but it's like, if I'm for you, I'm for you. If I'm yes. not, not, like. Right. You don't have to be for everyone. And I was like that for so long where I just wanted to please everyone. And I was so worried about like, maybe offending someone by what I said or how I said it. Yeah. And that changed a lot this year. I was like, mm, bye filter, you're gone. <laughs> like, yeah, this is how I actually am when you hang out with me. So this is how I'm going to be on social media. And if you don't yeah. like it, you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's so funny is like, we are actually very different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, I think one of your fate, one of my, my favorite reels of yours was, it was like when you, when somebody from your church like follows you on social media oh, yes. or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little type of yeah. thing. <laughs> I don't cuss. I like, mm-hmm. I just don't like swear words, which is fine. And there's other little things like that. It's like, oh, I'm not like Katie at all. But I love the vibe of like, you just be you. And, and yeah. that's like it's giving permission. I think sometimes we do need permission, even though we're like grown adults, like, we kind of do want the permission to do things, but like, it's right. just a good vibe and message to constantly be hearing like, no, she can be her and I can be me. And that's, yes. that's the way. It and you be. don't have to like every single thing about someone. Yeah. There yeah. can be little things where you're like, eh, I wouldn't do that, but that's cool. You want to do it. <laughs> that's true. So Speaking of all that, that was like a super long way to get is this way for people to connect with you, check you out and just um probably Instagram. I'm on Instagram and the beloved TikTok as always. Yeah. <laughs> um I have not been on Facebook lately. I actually deleted the app just due to so much negativity. Yeah. But I'm constantly checking my Instagram messages and I try to answer as many people as I can, especially when it's um, other military wives asking me questions or just like another mama that's really struggling. I try to get to all of those messages and answer them as fast as I can. Yeah. So what is your handle? Um, my handle is Fort Hubs. Okay. So like yeah. all the military bases. Fort- yes. Yeah, so when my husband was deployed, we nicknamed our house Fort Hubs. And that's I've cute. just kind of carried it into all of my social media. That's cute. That's really cute. I've been wondering because you used to be something else and then yes. It. So that's fun. So it's the deployment in your house. I like yep. it. <laughs> well, guys, go check out Katie. Trust me, you won't regret it. Or you'll realize that like she's not for you and that's totally fine. You don't yeah. have to be part of that club. That's <laughs> cool. But thank you, Katie, for coming on the show. Waiting Warriors, just remember just because it's hard doesn't mean it has to be miserable. Thanks again, Katie. Thank you. Hey, Waiting Warriors, if you are in the middle of a deployment, heading into one, or shoot, you're just a military spouse who wants to like get ahead of the deployment game, I have created a free resource just for you. It's a PDF file called Three Ways to Set Up Your Marriage for a Successful Deployment. It is three quick things that you can do with your spouse that I've done with mine that really helped us through our number of separations. If you're watching on YouTube, there will be a link just in the caption. You 
can go to my website, theweaningwarriors.com, and there's a yellow link with it on the top right, or you can go to subscribepage.com slash three, like the number three, ways to set up your marriage for a successful deployment. Okay, there will be a link in the bio in the show notes if you need it. Go check that out, please. Take care of yourself, take care of your marriage, be intentional, and let me help you through this.